You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. Here with my guy, Cordell Woodland of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan, as well as the Ravens reporter. Ravens play Pittsburgh for the first time this season. It's crazy because um, back in the day, I say back in the day, but yeah, like 2006, they started like this. I think they played Thanksgiving and Christmas. So now we're like a little bit after Thanksgiving and then they're, then they play New Year's uh, Day. So it feels kind of like back to normal, but it also feels weird because, you know, it's December and this is the first time this year that they're going to play the Steelers. So um, two different teams that, had two different starts uh, and appeared to be trending in two different ways. So, you know, obviously we know, um, Cordell, that the Steelers started with Mitch Trubisky and eventually brought in Kenny Pickett, their starting quarterback uh, that they uh, that they drafted um, in the 2022 NFL draft. And he struggled at first, but after the bye week, he's improved. Um and, you know, the Steelers have, have won a few games as a result. I think he's 3-1 and one, um, since their bye week. So here we go, divisional game. The Ravens are starting Tyler Huntley uh, because we know that Mar- uh, Lamar has a sprained PCL, which means he will be out for a couple of weeks. So this will be Tyler's first start of the season. And... This is interesting. Um, I'll start with the offense for the Steelers first, since we talked about um, Pickett. Well, you know, they, this is a group that they have talent. And for, particularly, you know, at the wide receiver position, 
I know that they traded um, Chase Claypool to Chicago, but they still have other guys. George Pickens, who a lot of guys um, and the, the Ravens flock really wanted coming out of college plays for them and he's done really well for them and Pickett just has really improved each and every week so they're still not scoring any points um 28th in points scored so they ain't blowing nobody out the water and in terms of points scored but they have improved you know obviously from earlier this season um they run the ball really well and while we know that that's something the Ravens are good at, their second, I believe, in yards per game that they give up, the Steelers like to run the football. Um, how concerned are you that if the Steelers decide that their passing attack is a more potent offense against this Ravens team, that it will be effective and efficient? Because, I, I, I mean, nobody's running the ball against the Ravens. Let's be real here. Um it, nobody's going to have a field day. If Kareem Hunt and uh, and and my other guy in Cleveland didn't have a field day, um, I'm say, thank you. And Saquon Barkley didn't have a field day. Right. I, I don't expect the the Steelers to be the team that's going to be the ones that say we're going to have you know this multiple hundred yard uh, day against the Ravens. So it's a pretty good chance that the Ravens defense will run uh shut the run day run game down i don't know why i can't speak today but i'm gonna get it together <laughs> this is a really good chance that the ravens defense will shut down the run game of the steelers yeah oh, my concern sure. is the passing defense i mean look this is this is a group that has struggled uh this is a group that we've seen some struggles from marcus peters we've seen some struggles from brandon stevens and as well as marlon humphrey has played at times chuck Clark has not played well. At times, Geno Stone has not played well. Yes, Kyle Hamilton comes back. Is this the week that Marcus Williams comes back? Possibly. You know, okay. we'll see. They haven't had to really add him onto the injury report yet because he's not activated. So um, we don't officially know just yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this, this is possibly the week. If they give him one more, uh, if they can, I got to see when the 20-21-day window yeah. uh, started. But I believe he still has one more game that he he can miss. I, I believe I have to check it. But they could use him um, because, to your point, I would not be surprised if this is kind of a game where, sure, the Ravens force the Steelers to go one-dimensional, and yet the Steelers go out there and throw the ball all over the football field. We've seen it happen to this team on more, more than one occasion. Um, and right now, you know, I do want to see – how the Ravens do against that run game because it's not like Najee Harris is getting wide open holes. A lot of the stuff is him just making it happen on his own. He's got uh, over 85 yards in three of his last four games, uh, three touchdowns in that span as well. Najee is really starting to turn it on. And it's amazing because at one point people were starting to talk like Najee's not, you know, that guy. I, I think he's very good. I just think that he has to play behind a poor, offensive line to say the least um and everything he gets he has to earn but he can he earns quite a few yards and chunks and especially as of late um I don't know if that's going to happen against the Ravens they've been very good against the run pretty much all year Roquan has been he's he's about the shortest tackler in the NFL right now um 
I don't know how how much Najee will be able to get off on the ground. But one thing about Matt Canada and the Steelers, they're going to keep running it. Najee's going to get close to 20 rushes. He's going to get a couple of pass targets. He's going to be involved. Um, so can they tackle him for four quarters? That'll definitely be a key. Uh, you look at George Pickens, you know, if they if this is situ- because I would imagine they're going to want to have Marlon really on uh, Deontay in that slot. You don't, I know Deontay Johnson hasn't really been the Deontay Johnson that we've seen in the past. Yeah. Uh, but he's still a very good route runner. He's, he's still a guy that can eat you alive in the middle of the field. Um, he has problems not necessarily catching the ball sometimes, but he can get open and you don't want him to have a day where he's getting eight catches in a game, eight to 10 tech, eight, eight to 10 catches because he'll have those 12 targets most likely. Um, but George Pickens on Marcus Peters, I think, is the matchup you really want to look at. Between that and the Pat Frymuth on whether it be Patrick Queen, who looks like he dodged uh, a major injury with a, just a thigh bruise. He's been out there practicing, which is good. Um, but Pat Frymuth against the safeties, Kyle Hamilton potentially coming back in this game, Roquan Smith in coverage. The Ravens have got some guys that they can really put out there in coverage situations. Uh, we'll see what happens. One thing to definitely look at, though, uh, Najee's dealing with an oblique injury. So I know the, the Steelers, he, he's missed, Najee's missed practice a couple times this week uh, already. So yeah. it'll be, uh, we'll see how that ends up translating to Sunday. But yeah. Um, and, the they, and they have Najee, um, he went out in one of the games that they had mm-hmm. and their backup running back actually played well yeah. um, in his yeah. absence. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not that, you know, like you said, they're going to commit to the run, <clears throat> Greg Roman. They're going to commit to the run. Um, and it doesn't matter who it is. You know what I mean? They're, they're, that's who they are. That's their identity. And it also helps their, their quarterback, obviously. Um, it helps with play action. Thing, you know, things that can help a, a young rookie kind of get things along. So, I, I, again, I don't expect success. And I agree with you. I think it got to be all four quarters, right? Because we saw the same situation with Saquon Barkley where – um, you know, he went and, and Chubb as well. Nick Chubb. I don't know why I couldn't remember Nick Chubb's name earlier, but hey, it is what it is. Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley for three quarters were pretty much contained. And in that fourth quarter for both games, they 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 started getting, you know, a little bit more yardage um, in, in those games. And so you could say that that was just a wearing down of sorts, you know, from a, uh, from the defense. And, and that's usually what the game plan is. Right. That's what the run game is supposed to do. I do um, think that I don't, I don't have really an issue with that, quite frankly. My issue is more so about the fact that they do have young guys um, on the outside in the slot that uh-huh. can catch the football. They do have guys that can pose as a matchup problem for this secondary that has struggled at times this year. Um, and so, you know, while it doesn't seem to be like they're going to put their, their rookie quarterback in any type of, um, disarray in terms of like, oh, we're going to throw the ball, you know, 40 times because we feel like that's the best way to win the football game. You know, you still got to worry about, I don't know, the 23 times maybe that he does throw the football, right? Because the Ravens have struggled in that regard. And, um, so I, I think this is a game that your pass rush has to be on point. It has to be 
consistent. It has to be, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not suggesting them to do any type of wink <laughs> thing where right. you pretty much, you know, every other down you rush into passing. Look, if right. you can get some, if you can get some penetration off of your front four, you know, guys, your top four guys across that line, that's great enough. Coverage sacks are, are, are a huge deal. Right. But you know, Listen, this is the time that you want to get Kenny Pickett rattled. You do not want to get him comfortable in that type of situation. You want him to be not knowing where the pass rush is coming from. You want him to get uncomfortable. And, yes, it could lead to, you know, play calls that allows quicker passes to come out, something that we pretty much saw in the Jacksonville game. But, you know, I I, I feel like that the way that you can control this game is simply how you just make sure that you are consistently attacking their quarterback and shutting down the run. Those two things, I believe, are what is needed in order for the Ravens to come out with a victory. Yeah, I mean, and you you mentioned the coverage sacks. You know, you can get to Kenny Pickett. He's been sacked at least five times. He's been sacked six times uh, in a game twice this season. So, you know, you can definitely get to him. Uh, they did a good job last week against Atlanta getting the ball out of his hands. I'm sure they'll put an emphasis on quick three-step drops, quick getting quick reads, getting the ball out quick to not let the uh, Ravens get back there to him. But this is a guy in Kenny Pickett who doesn't turn the ball over too often. That's one thing about him. Uh, so, you know, the Ravens are – that'll be the great equalizer in this game. Who's able to force the turnovers? in this game because they both right now uh, give up the same amount, but Kenny Pickett, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, given up a turnover in quite some time. Actually it's been the last four games since he's had a turnover. So um, if he can keep that going and stay somewhat efficient, it could give, it could give the Ravens a problem. Now the Ravens have done a good job of not allowing a lot of points. Yeah. They won't give up a lot of touchdowns specifically. So if and, and the Steelers are the type of team they can't they struggle to score yes, uh, they do. quite quite often. So it'll be a thing. Can the Ravens just simply go out there and outscore the Steelers? And with the Ravens playing with the backup quarterback themselves, I don't know if that'll necessarily be the case. And they have a defense that we'll talk about later that scores points for them. Uh, but the one thing that does worry me about the uh, pass game as well is that the Steelers have big play potential. A guy like George Pickens, you can throw it up to him. And especially, you know, when he's going up against a cornerback in Marcus Peters who guesses the way he does. If Peters guesses wrong, you know, Pickens could be out there having a highlight day. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so that, you know, that's my my thing. He Pickens will go up and get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, he's made some really great catches this season. And, you know, you are interested in seeing if the Ravens are going to find a way to shut him down. We know that, you know, at times they, they typically go by um, side of the field, not necessarily players. So sometimes you'll see, you know, a guy like Peters on a guy like Pickens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why are they doing that? Now, look, the Ravens are going to have to find a way to get Marlon on their, their hottest guy. And that's just what it's going to be. And let everybody else kind of do their thing. Um, because what you can't do is start letting them – get confident in moving that ball down the field. That's the, the, the one thing that does concern me is because as outside of Marlowe, who are we relying on to, you know, be, you know, the guy that steps up 
um, from that perspective. We obviously know that Jalen Armour Davis, Davis was put on um, IR. Not that that makes you know much of a difference. He really hasn't played for weeks anyway. But there were people that were clamoring for him, you know, in Brandon Stevens' struggles. And so it's like, you know, that obviously means that there's a problem there, right? So you just, the Ravens defense just has to find a way to help their secondary in this situation. And, that, and the best way to do that is just make sure that the guy behind center is uncomfortable. Simple. <laughs> it feels simple, right? It's been a while, you know, since they've had a monster sack day. Um, this, you know, this could be the game that that possibly happens going up against a rookie quarterback. We'll see if they can scheme something up to, to really get them uncomfortable. Absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Before we get into our second segment, make sure that you're subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to receive it. So we talked about the Steelers offense and how they we think that they will fare against um, the Ravens defense. And obviously, let's switch gears we know that Lamar Jackson is not going to play Sunday which means that Tyler Huntley is going to play and uh this Steelers defense is, is well improved and and you and I talked about this before we started the podcast Cordell their numbers don't really reflect you know um how good they've played down the stretch they are 19th and points allowed so okay that's not a great number but they've played much better obviously now that TJ Watt has returned it allows their Pass rush to really be something. Not a huge fan of their secondary. Um, I think you can make plays on them, but obviously it's hard to do if the guys up front um, are doing their job. The one good thing that we've seen from this week is that Ronnie Stanley potentially is returning. He had a full day of practice. Um, so that could be a great thing for this team. Uh, the Steelers, like the Ravens, don't give up much rushing yards, although the Steelers um do give up over on an average of over 107 yards per game this has to be the game right that greg roman says i have to stick to running the ball i have to stick to running the ball because i have to help my backup quarterback tyler huntley not have him throw 32 times in a game it, right am i wrong here i mean like gotta be right well, maybe it could be a blessing in disguise or maybe a you know i don't know what you want to call it but a, a, <laughs> a curse that Tyler Huntley was efficient with his 32 uh, passing attempts last week may entice Greg Roman to do it again. <laughs> you know, I, I don't right. know, but uh, 
they're going to have to, th this is a physical game. The, the style of play that's played in this rivalry is going to force them to run the football. Both teams are going to run the football in this game. They have to, uh, because that's just simply the recipe to win in this matchup. It's just what it's always been, you know? Um, so I, I expect this to be an ugly game on both <laughs> sides of the ball offensively. Yep. You know, it's it's going to be a good old fashioned Raven Steelers type game, but not the it, it's not going to be the the vintage Flacco versus Big Ben where you might get some thirty point games in those. Sometimes this is uh this is going to 16, be <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. The, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking I'd be shocked if we get out of the teams uh in this game, but. Look, can the Ravens run the ball against these guys? Yeah, they can, if, if especially if Ronnie Stanley comes back. That will be a huge boost, uh, and I'm sure they would love to ha have Stanley out there with T.J. Watt on the other side of the ball um, for sure. But Minka Fitzpatrick in the back of that defense, he he's really going to be, uh, I think, the key in this game. I, I want to see the chess match between him and Huntley because he takes advantage of a lot of quarterbacks in this league on a daily basis. So I'm really curious to see how if he can bait Huntley into some some wild throws, some terrible reads, you know, um, because he has a way of doing that. And Huntley, I don't I, I'm not so sold that they're going to go as run heavy as we want them to. They just right. seem like this is who they want to be, whether it's who they are or not is is pointless. It, it just looks like this is who Roman wants to be right now. He wants to be a guy that's going out there. And I'm not going to say pass heavy, but more balanced in the run pass game than it has been in the past. It's usually been, what, 60-40 maybe run to pass ratio. Now it's about, look, sometimes it looks 51-49 at times, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Uh, but the, it is. I don't know if they're getting the type. Hopefully he looks at it and sees that they're not getting the type of success that he wants in the past game on a consistent basis, especially with Huntley. He's not the type of guy that's going to throw the ball down the field a lot. He's not going to look for the big play. And albeit Lamar, while, while he may throw it down there, sometimes it's not like they were hitting on him, you know? Yeah. So I get it. Uh, it's, it's really not like there's a change there, but you're not, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And so I, I think with Huntley, the thing that is going to I'm going to be looking at is can he avoid some of the things I saw from him last season, throwing short of the sticks on third down, uh, not looking to push the ball down the field, getting kind of predictable in some of his reads himself yeah. uh, at times. Um, but I, I, I think the running ability is there. I don't know if he's going to get the you know, the 80 yards that Lamar could get at, on any given time, but. He has the capabilities to definitely still run their same type of offense. Um, Got to keep T.J. Watt at bay. If you let T.J. Watt get off, this whole game could just get wrecked. Because, again, like I said, on the other side of the ball, I think it's going to come down to who can take care of the ball the most. Both of these yeah. teams are somewhat similar in the turnover department. Which which guys on the defensive side of the ball is going to make the plays? Is it going to be T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, or is it going to be Justin Houston, Roquan Smith, or you know Marlon Humphrey or somebody? Yeah, and I think that you know it's important to know to know that 
you know, a lot of the sacks that Lamar was taking this year was just him simply just sitting in the pocket mm-hmm. too long and, and his his clock just not going off and thinking that he had that kind of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I don't think Tyler Huntley does. I think that, you know, if he feels the heat, he, he going to get up out yeah. of there, yeah. you know? And so if TJ White is bearing down on him, I, I just don't have him – you know, be in a position where he's just going to try to hold on to the very last second to do that. You Look, you don't have the skill players for that anyway. Right. And everybody's gonna, everybody knows that Mark Andrews is going to be the number one target. So you know that they're going to try to bracket him. So you so you won't be able to do that. Um, I really think that this just boils down to, you know, what they done, what they did last week in the Broncos game was find ways they got out of the huddle fast, ironically. Um, allow him to see, you know, hopefully he, he understands what, uh, in terms of like, what he wants to do if the coverage breaks down. I'm not, cause I, I I'm not saying that I don't think Tyler Huntley can't read coverages. Not what I'm saying. I, I want to be clear on that. What I do, um, know that, you know, obviously, you know, you'll see maybe a, a, a safety or cornerback creep up at the very last second of the line, give him enough time to be able to say, okay, that's, that's not where I want to go. Maybe I wanted to go here, but now I realize I don't have that kind of time and I need to, I need to go to this play to whatever his, his second option was supposed to be. Right. Um, you know, I, I agree with you not pushing the ball downfield. Look, that's not your strength, baby. Don't do it. The underneath should work. The, the flats and outside passes should work. You know, those are the things that will keep you in the game. Those are the things that will keep your time of possession. And those are the things that will move the chains. Do what you're good at. You know, we saw this in the Rams game where, you know, they were moving the ball and it was fine. You know, they were sticking with what they were good at. Right. And then they turned around and threw that um, pick down the field obviously I'm talking last year but it's it's something you know these are the things that we saw last year when he was starting right completely changed the momentum of that football game because eventually the Rams score on that turnover right before the half and then you know the rest was history so you have to find a way to keep your quarterback your backup quarterback in good position to move the ball and it's okay to not push the ball down the field. Because like you said, Minka is a guy that likes to try to fake out his quarterbacks. I'm not playing no chess match with Minka Fitzpatrick and Tyler Huntley as my backup. I'm not interested right. in playing that. Checkers is fine. Play checkers. Right. If you're good at it, play it. Okay? This ain't the week to be playing no chess. Don't do it. Yeah. Especially if you don't know how to do it. Okay? Right. Don't be out there with your pawns and you got a, he got a queen. Don't do that. And honestly, this is not the time either for Greg Roman to come out there starting drives with three straight passes. Oh, watch, watch you know, it happen, friend. You watch know, it this, happen. This is not the week for that. You you can't you can't do that. Um, I think they have to make sure that they're balanced with him and stick with some of the run plays for him too. They call yep. him. They do call yep. him for him. I'm not saying that they don't, but make sure you give him a nice sprinkle of those. You know. Uh, I think it gets underrated how much, even for Lamar, how these run plays, these quarterback design run plays for them can be used as a tool to get these guys in rhythm. You know, we talk about getting some of the early passes for some of these quarterbacks to get in early rhythm. Well, sometimes for guys like that, sometimes it's letting them get a nice 12 yard run here and there and, and open a defense up. That way the defense shifts, you know, all the, the way that they're lined up can, is going to look different. They're going to change how they're playing them because they don't want to keep getting gashed. 
uh, like that. So just find ways to make the game simple for Tyler Huntley. Get it to his guys. And the guys outside, they have to make plays. It's, it can't be a lot of um, catch the ball and get tackled. Somebody's going to have to make some yak plays because he's not going to really look to push the ball down the field. Somebody's going to have to make plays for him, especially now that Lamar's not there. Somebody else has got to do it now. Somebody, Somebody. else has got to do it. That's going to be the key for this team. And I think that was one of the things that did them in last year was that they could not find somebody that could make that special play for them because they didn't have Lamar out there. Andrews was great. He was an all pro last year. He did everything that he could possibly do. But there was some, you know, outside outside of that, Only there's only one Lamar. There's only yeah. one Lamar. And even though Lamar hasn't been MVPs this year, he's still that, you know, he, he still has that big play capability in it. We've seen it multiple times this year. So who's going to be able to make those wild plays now that Superman ain't on the field? That That's really the big question I have. I agree. And, and like you said, look, somebody got to step it up. You know, I don't know who it's going to be, but but I, I don't know if that even means the coaches. Somebody has to be smart here. Mm -hmm. Step it up. Help this young man. If you want to win these football games, because this is starting to get too similar to what we saw last year. You got to find a way to not do what you did last year. And hopefully that means being consistent and running the football, being consistent and putting him in passing situations that are favorable and, and playing good defense. So, you know, I, I do think that while the Steelers have vastly improved over the, the last few weeks, I still think that there's some weaknesses there that you can, that you, you can, that the, again, they just be honest about what we're dealing with. They can find a way to come out with a win against this team because the offense is not lighting it up. And they're not going to light it up against the Ravens defense. They're, they're, I mean, I, I don't expect them to. Let me say that. I don't expect them to. So if you can keep that offense at bay and your offense finds a way to just melodically move, melodically move, you know, you know even if you start out with a couple of uh, field goals, but eventually, you know, hopefully at the end, of the day, they, these three points can become six and seven points. You can win this football yeah. game. It's very possible. I mean, that's, so. that's that's the way this game, that's the way these teams play each other. It's going exactly. to be field goals. You know, this is where winning ugly comes into being a positive. You know, both of these teams know how to win very ugly. Yeah. Who can win the ugliest? You know, yep. who, who can muck it up the most? That's <laughs> the really ugly fest. We about to have an ugly fest. Yeah, you know, it's just going <laughs> to be a slot fight. You know, just everybody throwing mud. It's, it's just whatever. You know, yeah. who can dirty it up the most Who and, and pull it out in the end? That's really what it's going to come down to. And the Ravens have shown that they can go out there and not play their best football and still win. Um, it's not necessarily the greatest thing in the world, but it helps. I do think it helps, especially when you get into December and January football and division football. You know, yes. you really need to be able to win in a, in a variety of ways and say what you want about this team. They have shown that they can everything doesn't have to be perfect for right. them to go out there and win a game. That's that's a positive. Completely agree. All right, guys, we are going to get into our last segment, but make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so you can hear Cordell and myself talk about all things Ravens and give our predictions each and every week. All right, I'm not looking forward to this. I, I'm looking forward to this to know what you think, Cordell, but I know I'm not the only person at this point that looks forward 
to (laughs) your predictions based on your track record, right? Um, So we talked about this in the first segment, how this could potentially be ugly, and and in the second segment, and I and I I facetiously said, "Oh, this could be a sixteen thirteen game." Mm I didn't say who is in the favor of the 1613 right. one, but you know, it, 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 it has the potential to be very ugly. Corda, do you have some good news for the Ravens flock today? Well, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. You know, it, it really just depends on how you look at it. Can't I do think this will be a close game. I do think both teams will be in it when we get to the very end. I think it's going to come down to maybe not necessarily the last kick, uh, but definitely, you know, the last drive or something. It's going to, the game is going to be decided extremely late. I want to say if I'm giving you good news, if you're taking the Ravens plus two and a half, because I think that they can cover that. I think that this is going to be, a 19 to 17 game Steelers. Um, I think oh. I, I, I just, I said this a couple weeks ago as well, even at the beginning of the year when we were doing the uh, schedule, I said that they were going to split against these guys. You did. Um, we both agree. Yeah. And I said that I think that they're going to lose in Pittsburgh even more now. I didn't know at the time Lamar wouldn't be there. I didn't know at the time that the Ravens wouldn't be able to run the ball to save their life. Uh, I, I didn't know at the time that their secondary at any moment's notice could just get slaughtered to shreds. You know, I, I, I didn't know that. So given all of that information now and also taking into account that the Steelers have won the last four matchups against the Ravens, um, I, feel, I feel pretty good that they're going to find a way to get it done again at home. Um, Mike Tomlin just seems to have that recipe for these guys. And they, I mean, the Ravens know how to beat them too, definitely. Uh, but he gets these guys ready to play just like Harbs does. He and Harbs are very similar in a lot of ways, very similar. And, and there's a lot of mutual respect there for obvious reasons. Um, but Tomlin just seems to be hitting that stride. And it just seems like he plays us for a fool every time. Every time we start to talk about the Steelers finally are going to have a losing season under Mike Tomlin. <laughs> there they come. And it's like, that's what he's waiting for every time. He's waiting for us to really say, oh, this is really about to happen. And sure enough, boom, here come the Steelers. And you talk, we talk about the Ravens a lot of times maximizing or really struggling at times to maximize their talent, but they get a lot out of little uh, yeah. Baltimore does same with the Steelers. They, they get, they find ways to really get the most out of the little bit that they have. Um, and right now I just feel like this is a team that's hitting their stride. They're playing confidently. They've won two straight. Um, the defense is getting better, which is their call and call. They, the calling card, they've got their set, their, their leader back and TJ Watt. They're being they're able to run the ball a little bit now. And even though I don't expect them to have great success on the ground against Baltimore, I think it's the fact that they at least feel confident that they can do it. They're going to stick with the run at some point. They're going to get something. They're going to get something on the ground. Um, I, I just feel like the, the Steelers are going to be able to scratch and claw their way uh, to a victory in the end that albeit they may end up stealing. 
but that's the way this rivalry goes. That's very true. And you both, uh, you and I both agree that we felt like that game would be a, a split just because that's just how this rivalry is um and you know Lamar not being there again uh kind of solidifies to me that split um mm-hmm. you would like to hope that Lamar will be back for the game on New Year's Day in which they play in week 17 um but you know for this week week 14 he will not be there we got Tyler Huntley that's going to be there I do not trust Greg Roman to do right by this offense in terms of trying to make sure that they can run the ball at minimum 25 times. Don't see it. Um, uh, because like I told you, the secondary outside of Minka is, eh, you know what I mean? So uh, I do expect them to try to um, get like some exposure there, particularly if, if Ronnie Stanley plays, because then you feel like you can hold down TJ Watt. Um I don't like the idea. Um, I think the defense will hold their their end of the bargain. But at some point, I think that if the Ravens somehow create turnover, if, if they turn over the ball offensively, it, it could lead to some points. So I believe that the final score will be 17-14 Steelers. Um, listen, I want to be wrong. And I've been wrong more than you've been wrong. So it's, it's time for you to be wrong, too. You know, I <laughs> And me being wrong is fine, right? But it's time for Cordell to kind of get snap his win streak. Uh, but you know, I like you think that you know it, it, this is a little to little much to overcome based on what they have offensively, based on their offensive schemes, based on the backup quarterback. I just I, I don't think that the Steelers is going to do a whole lot against um, the Ravens defense, but I think that they'll potentially do enough to come out with a victory. Unfortunately. Sucks, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the way it goes. I mean, you know, uh, and sure, the, we could we could be wrong. You know, the Ravens could come out there and definitely beat these guys. Um, yeah, and could they could they really beat them up? Possibly. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Obviously, but it could. You know, this is the type of series, type of rivalry where anything can really happen. Um, I, I just I just feel like this could be a situation like the Jaguars game where some of the things that we don't see them do all the time, but just talking about the bad habits, some of the bad yeah. habits that they have that creep up on them that they sometimes get away with. This could be another one of those games where it's, it's one too many mistakes, one too many missed opportunities, one too many bad calls. You I know, agree. It, it, it could be a situation like that. And, and that's really, especially in division games, that's all it takes to, to cost you the W. Um, I do think that this is going to be a defensive battle. I think we're going to see the kickers on the field quite a bit uh, because neither one of these teams are great at finishing drives. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens all of a sudden can't run the ball in the red zone. To save their life. <laughs> no, they choose not and to. Won't. You know, can't and won't run the ball in the red zone. It's it's amazing uh, that that's the case right now. And the Steelers simply just can't score, but their defense makes so many plays for them uh, that the offense doesn't have to do but so much. They do a good job lately of not turning the ball over. That goes well with their defense that is forcing turnovers. The Ravens, the turnover bug is kind of bitten them a little bit over these last couple of weeks, especially in some of their losses um, as well. So 
The Steelers are an opportunistic team. They can take advantage of some of your mistakes. If the Ravens make too many of them, which they sometimes tend to do, I think that they're going to leave the door open long enough for the Steelers to just sneak their way through. I agree. And and, and listen, you, you mentioned, yes, I know that he um... – he meaning Kenny Pickett hasn't turned the ball over, but look, no, the Ravens are still in the top three in terms of turnover ratio at plus eight. Right. So they can turn over the ball too. You For know sure. what I mean? Like my guy said, I can pop them things too. Okay. Right. The Ravens can pop them <laughs> things too. They can pop that ball too. Okay. So it really just all depends on who's going to make the most plays on defense to make their, to put their offense and, um, you know, good situations to score football mm-hmm. games. And I just kind of think that when you're at home, you know, that that nods into your favor a little bit because you got right. the home field advantage, the crowd with you. And uh, I, I think that that's potentially how this game ends up playing. So Cordell and I both think that the Steelers will win. Unfortunately, that sucks. <laughs> but, I mean, you asked us what we thought, so that's, that's <laughs> exactly what it is, you know. And we ain't the end all be all. They they still got to go out there Sunday exactly. and, and play the game. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll see. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. Um, I would love them to. Would love them to. We'll love them to prove us wrong. All right, guys. We appreciate you so much. Please don't stop listening to us simply because we picked the Steelers. <laughs> this week's game. They come to get the truth. They they come here because they know they're going to get the truth. The truth ain't always what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? It's it comes true. with it. It is very true. So hopefully the Ravens prove us wrong this weekend. We'll find a way to squeeze out a win in Pittsburgh. And y'all can you know, at us on Twitter and tell us how wrong we were and how stupid we were. Hey, I will gladly take all the criticism if somehow the Ravens find a way to win this football game. Uh, I'm sure Cordell will too. I think he's too busy caring about being a daddy than than y'all's opinions, and I I, I can respect that. Yeah, exactly. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Until Sunday, when we recap the game, hopefully in a Ravens win, we will talk to you then. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. <laughs>